0: I want to talk about Mary and Joseph today. I want to read first of all from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the six months, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Most of us know, I think, that things which are etched the deepest lines in our characters are the hardest and most challenging experiences we go through. They're the ones which develop our character and our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. Well, actually, knowing this doesn't necessarily make them any easier. We still have to go through them, especially in these times when the world around us seems to be in chaos and politicians are promising us the moon in order to try and capture our votes. And a fair few of those so-called pillars of society, whom we have trusted and respected, suddenly seem to have murky pasts which are coming to the surface and showing them in their true light. Everyone seems to be out for their own interests and below everyone else. What are we to make about it all? Don't know about you, but I had a canvasser around for one of the main political parties a couple of nights ago. First thing he did was apologise for the leader of his party. Not directly, but the implication was there. He tried to convince me that our local candidate, notice I haven't mentioned the E word, we was working around it. <laughs> Tried to convince me that our local candidate was the person for the job and they would look after our local interest. But I said that would still mean your leader would get in. and I'm not sure I like what they're saying more than any of the others. I will be voting, but at the moment I have to say I've got no idea who for. And I'm sure I'm not on my own. This is one of the reasons we need church family As John did this morning, reminding each of us of God's faithfulness, which may not come in the way we expect, and isn't always easy to accept, and may be the last thing we want to hear. But with Christian family, we can help and support each other as we struggle to be faithful to him. I'm sure each one of us has got our own struggles and our own difficulties that we're going through at this particular time, but... What we need to remember, and as Lynn reminded me as we came in the car this morning, is God is there all of the time in each of those situations. And I want to take a look this morning at Mary, the mother of Jesus, who one day woke up to a perfectly normal day. And then the angel Gabriel appeared. And I wanted to appreciate a little more perhaps the struggles she almost certainly went through as the angel Gabriel came to her with an announcement that was going to change the rest of her life, an announcement that would also bring many hardships and gossip and rumor both into her life and that of Joseph, her betrothed. We sometimes forget that Mary was probably a teenager when the angel came to her with this life-changing news, a teenager with all the problems that teenagers have, And those of us who have got teenagers around know there, quite a few. And I don't suppose that their problems were any different in Mary's day to what they are today. Have you ever wondered why Mary? I cannot believe that God just randomly stood with the angel Gabriel in heaven, looking around at earth, and suddenly pointed to Mary and said, she'll do, after all, this was to be a life-changing moment. Not only for Mary but and Joseph, but also for the whole of humankind. And anyway, that's not how God does things. Nothing is random with God. We're told, aren't we, that God has a plan and purpose for each one of us. Plans for good and not for evil. That's not to say that we can't walk away from God's plans if we want to. For God gave us free will and will never impose his will upon us. Those of you that have heard my testimony know that I spent some 16 years walking away from God's plans for my life. But he waited patiently while I figured things out. And as he, through the Holy Spirit, brought Lynn into faith in 1984, he also graciously called me back into an intimate relationship with him, which I accepted gracefully, and which is why I'm now standing here today. So Mary, a young teenage girl, a virgin, was being called by God through the angel Gabriel to bear a child, not any child, but God's son, so that he might save the world and that it would be an immaculate conception through the Holy Spirit. What a daunting thought that must have been for her. And yes, she could have refused and walked away from it. We sometimes forget that. Perhaps there's a clue or two in the text as to why Mary was chosen. Firstly, Joseph was a descendant of David. This fulfilled Ezekiel's prophecy that the Messiah would come through the lineage of David. Ezekiel 37:24 says, My servant David will be king over them, and they will have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. And if we have a look at the second thing that Angel Gabriel said first, Don't not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. Mary was obviously a God-fearing girl whom God chose not because she was perfect with the fall of Adam, that would not have been possible, but because God knew she had the faith to accept and more importantly obey his perfect will for her life. An acceptance and obedience that would in time bring without doubt humiliation, certain ridicule, unbelief by even her own family and disgrace not only to her but also to Joseph at well as well it may well have been that once Joseph had been visited by an angel and accepted God's truth the immediate family may have been convinced especially coupled with the fact that Elizabeth Mary's cousin was also thought to be barren had also miraculously conceived as well but i can only speculate and think that it would be highly likely that the wider village and populace around would have a field day with the gossip they heard the news. Perhaps it's difficult for us to imagine today with the acceptance of couples living together and children being born outside of wedlock widely accepted. But in those days and until quite recently in this country, certainly until the mid-20th century, the scandal of such a thing as a child being born out of wedlock would be enormous, with great efforts being made to cover up such an event. And in Jesus' day, any lady found in such a state could lawfully be stoned to death. So let's perhaps spare a thought for Mary, this young, innocent, teenage virgin, as Gabriel brings this news to her, and for Joseph as he discovers that Mary is pregnant and he knows he's not the father. What the written word cannot do is convey the emotional turmoil that must have been involved for both of them. Reading it in a few verses, we can tend to pass over and forget the anguish the doubts, the fears, the thoughts of the consequences for both of them. Mary and Joseph must have had plans and a hatful of hopes and dreams, like all engaged couples. And they were now being asked to lay all of these aside and be obedient to God's call on their lives. Ladies, try to imagine how you would have felt in the same situation. And, men, those of you who are married, try and imagine your reaction. If your betrothed came and told you that she was pregnant and you knew it wasn't you who was the father, both, I'm sure, would result in very mixed emotions. As we said earlier, as Christians, we will still go through hard and challenging experiences. The Bible tells us we will, but knowing that doesn't necessarily make it any easier to go through them. So here we have a young teenage girl being asked to give up the future she had planned to serve God. And Joseph, probably older, but in love with this young lady, and we are told, a righteous man. He discovers the worst possible thing he probably could, that she was pregnant, outside of wedlock, and not with his child. A crime, as I've said earlier, punishable by stoning to death, should Joseph choose to impose the law. It's only their faith in God and the reassurance of the angels that helped them to be obedient to what God asked of them. But I'm sure then, even then, it wasn't easy for them. Sometimes God can ask us to do things for him that are outside of our comfort zone. Things that will change our lives and sometimes our lifestyle dramatically. He doesn't always do it. In fact, you may be reassured to know that usually he will use us where we are. But Mary was not an unusual girl in any way. She was just a young girl going about her life, living her faith just where she was, very much as you and I do. God, however, wanted to use her for his plans and purposes, and she was obedient. As she said, May it be as you have said. Similarly, the Apostle Paul was obedient to God's calling. He was well-educated, had a position of power and authority, and was an enthusiastic persecutor of the Christian church. But God wanted to use him, and as we know, met him on the road to Damascus in a life-transforming encounter, which saw Paul, who was then Saul, saying later in life, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake... 8 to 10. There are modern day testimonies you can read of successful businessmen and women either giving up everything to follow Christ's call on their lives to the mission field or setting up Christian works with their own funds to further the work of the kingdom. God is the same yesterday, today and forever and he still continues to call people to serve him today just as he always has done. I want to leave you this morning with this thought. We will be celebrating very shortly the birth of Jesus Christ, an event which changed the world and which came about because Mary was obedient to God's call on her life and she gave his plans priority over her own. If God was to ask you or me, and I'm sure he would do it as plainly as he did to Mary, He always does with important life-changing decisions. I can testify to that in my own life. But if he asked you to put aside your plans and to follow him, would you do it? You may recall that last week Nick briefly alluded to the fact that he had spent time behind the Iron Curtain in his younger days. What he didn't tell you was that he was taking in Bibles surreptitiously and preaching covertly at personal risk to himself of arrest and or imprisonment. Why? Because God asked him to. And as Nick, along with others, trusted God and followed his leading at that time, Nick would, if he were here, be able to tell you of the many times that God looked after them in miraculous ways, as they were obedient to his call at that time. God doesn't always call us to do something forever that would change everything in our lives, as it did with Mary. Sometimes he calls us for a season, and we need to be willing to spend that season doing whatever it is that God wants us to do. And the great news is that God doesn't call people into his service without equipping and preparing them to face whatever is before them. Equally reassuring is the fact that we have his total reassuring promise, that he will never leave us or forsake us as we serve and in some cases suffer for him. In more recent days, and obviously I hadn't got the news that we had this morning then, we have seen St. John being obedient to God's call on his life as he has stood up for his belief in God, despite knowing that he would face opposition and possible prosecution. As we know, it's not been easy for him or for Yun Chu and the family as they have faced separation and uncertainty. But they have remained faithful in their love of God, and we as a church have had the privilege of supporting them in that. Thankfully, it now looks, and we now know that it is happening, that their faith and obedience is being rewarded, and St. John will be arriving tomorrow back in the UK. So, as we come to the time of Christmas, and as we celebrate the birth of the Christ child, And the cost that was to God himself to send his one and only son into the world in order to restore our relationship with him. And knowing full well the hardships, suffering and horrendous death he would have to go through in order to achieve that. As we remember that and the cost that was both to God and to Jesus. Because don't forget, Jesus had free will as well. And had he chosen to call on God to return him to heaven at any point during his ministry, or indeed as he hung on the cross, then God would have taken him back and he wouldn't have been able to complete the sacrifice he was to make for us. But God and Jesus loved us so much that they both went through that. And that is amazing. And that is life-changing. And that changes the world. Well, let's not forget or belittle the sacrifices that Mary and Joseph made as well in order to bring it about. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that Mary was obedient to your call upon her life. We thank you that Joseph also was obedient to that call. Father, as a result of that, the Christ child was born. And we know that as a result of that, the whole of the world changed. Father, as we think of our own lives and our own church here, Father, we just ask that if you call upon us as a church or any one of us individually to carry out a plan or a purpose for you, that, Father, we would have the boldness and the faith to be able to carry that out for you. That Father, we wouldn't walk away from it, that we would know that there is a call from you on our lives and that we need to be obedient to it. Help us to do it with certainty and with reassurance and with that knowledge that we spoke about earlier that you will never leave us or forsake us and that you will never place a burden upon us greater than we can endure. Help us have the confidence of that, should you call us. And as we celebrate the birth of Jesus in a couple of weeks' time, Father, we just pray that we would also remember the sacrifice made in order to bring that about by Mary and Joseph.